First of all, thank you for joining this uh, gathering, this Sangha, this uh, spiritual community. And thank you for your support by attending and by participating and asking questions and so on. And also financially, thank you for your help in keeping us all going. And please continue to help us if you can. The title is Why Meditate? I think I've probably given this talk a few times, so I didn't know what number, why meditate number three or something like that. But the idea here is I'm not trying to convert you to Buddhism. I have no interest in that. But if you have an interest, then I can help you become a practitioner of Buddha's Dharma or study the Buddha's Dharma. But you can also just meditate. Just meditate. Meditate because if you, if you, most of the world is not meditating. But and if you don't do that, then you are at the mercy of your passions, aggression, passion, aggression, ignorance of your self-deception, which you don't, you don't know. If you know about self-deception, it starts to come apart. If you don't know about it, then it runs things. It runs your life based on hope for something better, fear of something worse. So you're at the mercy of all of that stuff coming and going in your mind stream, conditioned arising, pratitya samutpada, or this cause that cause that cause that cause that cause that to the billionth power. You can't find the first source of anything. Even saying billionth power means there something started somewhere. Probably not. So if you want to liberate yourself, you wouldn't have to necessarily become a Buddhist. You could. It might be helpful to have a, a, a teacher of something that is being taught and a community. But I would say you never have to see me again. Go to the other room. Never listen to me again. But find out who you are. Don't walk around the rest of the time you have uh, in a human form, which is not your only form. And, and just be dragged around by the fear of that and the hope for that. Second noble, second noble truth that the Buddha taught was desire or wanting something else or grasping or rejecting or trying to control things. And that causes the first noble truth, which is dissatisfaction, to put it simply. Whatever shows up, we want something else. I didn't want it quite that way. I wanted this, wanted that, wanted this, wanted that. We see this everywhere. We see it in children who are a little bit more reasonable about it usually. And then we see it in full-grown uh, adults who are very intelligent, who will defend. They'll, they're so interested in being right that they will actually harm other people in order to prove it. This is how crazy the world is. You already see this. <clears throat> you can't step into the middle of a landslide and stop it. If you think that that's all there is, just that little flicker in the middle of the landslide, you're going to go in and protest against that. Should you? Maybe you need to do that. But it would be a really good idea, as I've said many times, if you first don't take all of your your ignored, uh, shut down um, confusion and toss it on other people. That's a, the way we get rid of things. If you have a difficult feeling, you can blame someone for it. Very simple. It tends to work somewhat but it will come back and then you have to blame them again or scold them again or scold yourself. Maybe you're blaming yourself. Don't blame anything. Train your mind to see what this is. Liberate yourself. You don't have to believe in anything. Don't believe Buddhism is not a religion in the conventional sense. It might be practiced, what, religiously maybe? But it's, it's not something we believe in. It's something you see. Nothing here to believe. If you believe something, this is how belief looks. Any, the world, any part of the world, religious or not, that is operating out of what they believe is going to go in circles of various sorts. It may not be all that confusing for that lifetime, that 48 years, that 72 years, or whatever it may be. It might be fairly easy, dependent on countless lifetimes, which are both real and unreal. They're real and they're unreal, just like a dream is real because you had it, because you can remember it. You remember what it felt like when you were in this part of the dream and what you said to some dream person. But it was real because you experienced it in consciousness. But it's unreal and, and you can't prove it even happened. You can't, someone can't step into your dream and say, yeah, it looks like you're dreaming about the right thing. It is that wild and crazy. So find out who you are. We don't hear anything. Why meditate? Question mark. Why meditate? And 
I'm very biased. I'm extremely biased. I am full of myself when it comes to this. I'm full of saying this. Find out who you are. It's not easy to do that. And you will, it will not be a success story. Because if it's a success story, then you have found some kind of identity. You found out you're the Buddha, or you found out you're uh, Marshall McLuhan. Look it up if you don't know who he is. You won't find anything because the thingness is part of the problem. We think that this is true and that's false. Then there's all kinds of teachings that we study every day that uh, use the intellect, the thinking process, to point to this aspect of reality that has been discovered and understood by uh, practitioners in ancient times, not just starting with the Buddha, even before the Buddha. You can do that. You can set up a time, simply put, sit down, hold still, look at the carpeting, look at the wall, look at the refrigerator, hold still, and watch the insanity and the mind come and go. Don't push it down. Don't leave it to blame somebody for how you feel. Even though someone maybe did trigger something and cause that in a relative sense, they fundamentally did not do that. Fundamentally. Get to the fundamental understanding of it instead of just a surfacey. Uh, meat market. Get, get to the fundamental. Before the meat market was built, before there, were, before there was any meat, before anything appeared, that is available to you. And I can't promise anything. Because if you start to spin, you might come back and, well, I did exactly what you said, Sokazan. I've sat 30-day retreats, and I've meditated, done exactly what you said, and I'm still confused. That, that has happened. Not much. Most people don't sit 30-day retreats. Find out who it is so you don't, you don't have to come to me. If you see what this is, you will not check in with me to see if what you are seeing is the truth. You will know it. But you will not necessarily have a conclusion. It's, it's, it's like a, there is no conclusion. Because if, there's, if this is over here and that's over there, then you can conclude things. That's the part that is the illusion. I'm here and you're out there. I'm not seeing other, other human beings. I'm also not not seeing other human beings, both, but it's an illusion. So therefore, I'm not bothered by what I see, nor am I magnetized by what I see, nor am I frightened by what comes after me. Does that mean that fear wouldn't arise or discomfort or anxiety? No, you're not going to achieve some kind of samadhi that is free of any kind of difficulty, suffering. Suffering does not go away. I don't care what the third noble, noble truth seems to imply. <clears throat> Why meditate? Is the, the image that I've used here recently was the, the, the movie The Matrix, which is, has a, a quality of being uh, similar to the Buddhist teaching in a way, if you've watched that. Uh, Neo takes as a choice uh, 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 either taking the red pill or the blue pill. And the, the blue pill uh, allows him to go back into his oblivion of self-centeredness, where he doesn't realize that he's uh, he, that it's an illusion. Or he could take the red pill and actually see what this is. It's not exactly the same thing that's being taught here by Shikantaza, uh, but it's very similar. You get to actually see what this is. If you see what this is, you won't need proof. If you need proof, right back to relative right and wrong, up and down. The world that most the, the world that most of us are dealing with, up right up to and including having an attorney. The world is structured in terms of right and wrong, correct laws. People who obey laws, people who don't obey them. And do we need that? Yes, we need all of that. Those are all very important. It's when you believe in something and you object to something else with no inspection, no, you just use the standard to go by. In other words, you just believe that. So therefore, you never have to look at it again. This is a, a form of self-deception. The way it looks over here, you may have to do this a long time. When I started on this path a number of years ago, I had an intellectual feeling that I already understood. I just need to study a little bit more so I could get it. I read Alan Watts in the 1960s before most of you were here. 
yeah, I think I think what he thinks. I agree totally with that. It's better than that, and it's worse than that. It's worse because there isn't anybody left to agree with anything. It's not an agreement. If you have an agreement, then you have a disagreement, duality. And it's better than that in the you're liberated from everything. And what does that feel like? It doesn't have a particular feeling. You can also just continue to do what you're doing. Continue to, it's not wrong. It's, it's the right and wrong is extra. It's not wrong. It's just being, uh, shall I say it this way, kind of a slave to your thought patterns, your emotions, your feelings. If you think something arises in your mind that shouldn't be there, it's the very nature of confusion is to object to anything. Don't object to anything. Don't agree with anything. Everything is appropriate, someone said to me this morning. Wasn't that what we heard? Hmm? Completely appropriate. Uh, yeah, it was extra. Everything is completely appropriate. I'm not going to tell you who that was. That is the truth. That doesn't mean you're going to feel good about it. It doesn't mean you're going to think everything's completely appropriate. I got it made. Finally, everything's completely appropriate. I've been torturing myself all this time. No. Suffering, pain, and pleasure, all of this. You're in this world. You're, you're in a human form temporarily. And it's coming to an end. Next week, tomorrow, 50 years from now. Way of talking about it. But there isn't anything to correct. That's another way of talking about what the Zogchen teachers refer to as the great perfection. You see the suffering of the world? You see your own suffering, and there's nothing to fix. Most of the world is, is operating out of right and wrong, up and down, back and forth. Even the so-called people who seem to be uh, kind and loving and have a humanist approach of helping your fellow human, and the other ones who are looking to get, get to the top and try to control and keep anybody who wants to have a place to live, have some health care, as we know. Let's stop them. Let's not help them. Let's do away with Social Security. Those kinds of uh, misunderstandings. Are they bad people? No. There are no bad people. There's really no good people. There's just consciousness only. You have to see it. If you don't, then out of fear, the people who are really, um, shall we say, greedy for control and power, don't really realize they're also suffering, but they you can cover up the suffering by a lot of external pointing, finger pointing, and warfare, excuse me, and trying to control others. You, you can be a very kind, loving person and still be all caught up in, let's just control everybody. Just look at the way the military is structured. And is that wrong? No, because of the landslide from thousands from the Peloponnesian Wars right down to the present uh, issues that are going on in the world. It's dependent. There isn't. You can't really step into that landslide and stop it. You might have a little say so, but the the misunderstandings have been here for way, way before we got here, and we're on our way out. As soon as you get in, you're always on your way out. Sooner or later. Where's that tattoo at? There it is. Sooner or later. Yeah. Eric, who was about to receive another name. What should I call you? Sooner or later. <laughs> so it, it, it's hard to talk about this as such a simple thing. Train your mind. You can do an either or. Train your mind so you see what it is. Or continue to move around and, and operate in such a way that you reify, reestablish, reinforce the, the person that you think you are. A person that has a really good sense of humor. People really admire me. Or uh, I can't seem to get anything right. People are very critical of me and will not hire me. Or I don't keep my agreements. But I have a reason why I don't keep my agreements, because of that and that and this, and then what you said and what they did, and look what they said over here. I tried to do that, look what they did. Continue to do that for the rest of your life, and at some point you will be dead. Will you be dead? No, because you can't die. But who you think you are will die. Does it sound like a, a 
fire and brimstone of the those other guys a little bit but i'm trying to get your attention so you can see how important this is you don't have to believe me but you can consider it i'm saying consider taking your human form which is very temporary who you are is not even human consciousness doesn't have a form other than it's what itself just consciousness only that is that's possible you is possible it's already the case it's just that we cover up cover up cover up judgments ideas finger pointing analysis logic that's a good one be real logical you're you can be more logical than uh, anybody or you can just what do what Jimi hendrix did make a lot of music not a bad idea but it's still circular the only thing you might do there is spread it around some uh, good sounds. But without the mind training, it's going to go right back down into the, the repair shop and turn around this way and that way, and that might spring up as another embryo. Maybe you'll be allowed to live. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll be aborted. Right and wrong is extra, so don't go there with it. Don't necessarily go to judging this person or that person. Everyone is doing the best that, job they can to be happy. But we might have to look at a lot of unhappiness to see that it is uncaused. If you think it is caused, you'll fight. You'll fight. You'll join the rest of the world that is what? Doing what? Take a look around. Fighting. World leaders actually fighting and justifying it with a bunch of bologna sandwiches. So quite sickening. On the other hand, if you have an idea of who you are, you'll see that they're just doing the best they can with what they understand. They are part of the landslide. They're an actual part of that overwhelming force of uh, gravity, you could say, the gravity of reality, the gravity of Pratitya Samutpada, dependent origination. There is no singularity anywhere. There are no single beings. There's no single occurrence. Time, space, past and future, illusion. You get a good dose of that in a dream. You realize that you're operating in a different time frame there. And what do you do? You think that's true. I'd really like to have some really good pointed questions in this area. Put me on the spot. You just I've just talked for 20, 20 minutes. I've said a lot of things. I'm pretty uh, strong. When I talk, I'm, I'm getting so strong that people start to get upset and run away. And that's one way to get rid of so many students. Didn't I tell you that recently? Am I trying to do that? No, I wouldn't hurt anyone. But sometimes what I say is going to hurt. If you're ready to hear this, make it a teaching. Make whatever I'd say or whatever I do a teaching. I'm not going to punch you, I don't think. I'm not going to make life worse for you if, if i come to at you with some kind of intensity please if i function if you've asked me to function as your teacher don't turn it right around keep your agreements don't fire me keep your agreements what do you what else do you have to do you don't know even know how you were born you don't know how you got here i mean you say well mom and dad well how do they get here how did their mother and father get here you cannot do this again even if you would want to you have no say so here you have no control. What does have control? Find out. I can tell you what has control. Want to hear it? Do this. I don't know. I have no idea. Is there such a thing as control? There's only control if there's the assumption that there's this and that. But if you see nothing is separate, there's no control. You're liberated, finally, after all these eons of fighting with everything. Welcome home. Questions? Um, Susan Bowling. Go ahead, Susan. So, because so, I'm, I'm definitely on your Shikantaza train, and I believe what you're saying, and every day I sit down, and it's like I can't wait to sit down, and as soon as I sit down, I want to get up. Or my mind is telling me maybe I forgot to do the Wordle game in the New York Times and I better hurry up and do it right then. I mean, what is my problem, Bowing? 
Uh, well, uh, several things. Uh, one of them is uh, you're addicted to the New York Times. <laughs> but also we want, we, even in a subtle, uh, even intellectual way, we want entertainment. And so when we sit and hold still, the downside of that is we're kind of boring. You know, anybody is not just you or me or any, just kind of things that come and go and come and go. It's not so entertaining, maybe at first, but after a while, it, the, the space starts to open up. The things that we thought were solid things start to come apart and we start to uh, become introduced to the spaciousness of our minds. And that's that is not supportive. That is not nutritious to the, the part of the mind we call the ego or the narcissistic self-centered part of the mind that wants this, doesn't want that, that is addicted to entertainment. So what you're doing when you sit down, anyone, uh, especially someone that's only been meditating for a few years, sit down and hold still, you realize how you want something else. And what do you want? You don't want to sit there. But then when you, before you get to the cushion, you think, I really need, you just my mind is spinning or I'm irritated with this. I'm, I need to go and sit. But sitting is not a palliative for uh for getting rid of suffering. In, in fact, it has been called, and I'll call it today, voluntary suffering. You're volunteering to go down, sit down, hold still, and just look at the crazy menagerie, the crazy Coney Island of the mind that comes and goes and comes and goes. And it's just, it's very, very irritating. But do it anyway. If you have a teacher, then he, she, or they will say, keep doing it, keep going. That's all I really do with people. They come to me. I can't, I'm not very smart. I'm not very particularly intellectual, but I don't really need to be. But I can say, train your mind, go back to the cushion. And if the people that keep coming, as you asked, I think the other day, why do people keep, keep coming back here? I don't know. They sense something about it that they may need. And the only thing I have that I can tell you is uh, find out who you are. Don't get, your, don't get it from me. Don't get it from the world. Don't even get it from Buddhism. Buddhism is a raft. Once you're at the other shore, uh, you don't need the raft. You don't, don't drag your raft around with you. If somebody comes and needs your help, you might tell them how to build a raft. How do you do that? Sit down, hold still, watch. Watch the journey that you're on instead of opting for this way or that way or buying into these emotions or that emotions or these emotions. More, Susan? Um, Susan Bowling. So, Sokazan, you said, you know, you have taken a vow to save all beings. And... But other than that, what's what keeps you coming back with the you know the the same people, the same questions, the same blank looks when you talk about not separate? What what is in it for you? Is what I'm curious about. Bowing. There's anything in it for me. I don't get anything out of it. It sucks. But I I operate out of a vow. If I if I'm concerned about how I feel, then I'm end up in the same war path that everybody else is on. I don't like this. I like that. That shouldn't be. Why are they treating me that they can't talk to me that way? I'm not going to put up with that anymore or I'm going to get a divorce or I'm going to get married or I'm going to get another job or I'm going to give up, give up my robes. I mean, just that all of the paraphernalia that come up that try to magnetize us this way or push us that way. Don't do anything. Just observe. Just, just receive whatever shows up. And what I received a number of years ago is the, is the vow. You receive the vow and then you intend to fulfill the vow to be with all things. That's about uh, the objects in the world, the otherness. And then the vow to save all beings, that's, that's the subjectivity. See that you're not separate from anybody. If you keep prioritizing yourself, it can get really, really intense up to and including the point where you just start to go crazy. And the only thing you can do is get medication or meditation isn't going to work. You've tried that. So now you need to dose up with this or that or this or that. And will that help? It probably will cover up, but you're still going along and eventually you'll pass away. You'll die. So find, use your, use your consciousness. I'm not saying you don't need to take some Prozac or something. Maybe you do. If you can stay away from it, you probably should. But if you, if you need it, I don't know what it's like to, to, to be you. But make sure you spend some time sitting down, holding still. And sometimes we do all, we different do all kinds of different practices that work with the mind stream in different ways. To me, the most fundamental one is shikantaza. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind. If you need to do mantras, we can do that. 
you need to do uh, a chant of the sutras, we do that every day. And if you say, why? I say, train the mind. And if you say, well, how is that training the mind? Well, then we could go off on a, um, on a tangent there and I could talk to you a little bit about it. You knowing uh, a little before you asked for questions, you said, make what I'm saying a teaching. And I'm wondering what you mean by that. Are you, are you a student of mine? Yes. Well, then anything I say is a teaching. It might be a teaching like some people run into it. When you get my age, you're not quite so clear on what just happened. It's called a, is that dementia precox or something like that? Is it dementia? Is it? You, th you think I have dementia? I haven't looked into it. Well, it doesn't matter whether I have dementia or not. The point I'm trying to make is if I'm the teacher, then everything is a teaching. It doesn't mean that I said I wasn't uh, due to my bad memory 10 minutes ago. That doesn't like make me a bad teacher. It might make you a bad student. If you're going to go to good and bad, which I'm happy to go there. <laughs> no, make it a you know you don't you can, you can be considerate of this person. Be considerate of your fellow uh, sangha. Be considerate. People are doing the best they can. I'm doing the best I can with what I have left of this uh, lifetime. But instead, people want to judge. And if they can catch me saying two different things, different directions, or my memory doesn't work, sometimes I, it's been pointed out to me, and it's actually I pointed out to myself because I see it occasionally, is I'll be looking at someone and I get so wound up uh, and say, Mozuku, ask me a question, and then I start reflecting on it, and I start responding to the question. But then because I, I, I'm not doing this by choice, then I, I cannot help but look at everyone. So I, I, I don't stay focused on anything. And so then I... I kind of space out and forget who asked me the question. I'm still on the question, but the personhood is gone. And part of the reason, if you want a justification, it's not really, is I don't see different people. So I'm not as locked on your personality as you think I might be, or that you are. You, you think you're so important that your emotions and your feelings are so important. I just see myself everywhere, and, and I'm crazy. And I, I can't awaken without you. Of course, I just told somebody today that I that I was awake. Did I, didn't I tell somebody I was awake today? No, they told me that. Yeah, you said you said you were awake. <laughs> enlightened. I said it was enlightened. Has anybody ever, ever heard me say that? Cowards, come on! <laughs> of course, I've said that. I've said I'm enlightened. I've said I'm not enlightened. I've said I've said. What do you mean by enlightened? That really puts, then you have to describe what you mind by enlightenment. And then I could say, no, that's not enlightenment. I'm not, I'm not that. You have another question? Beyond bowing, how do you receive accusation? Me? Yeah. Well, people are kind of tentative about accusing me of anything, but so they have to kind of come around and, you know, channel through somebody else. He's, I understood that you said that that what you said before was not exactly what that kind of thing. How do I, how do, what do I do with those? They hurt my feelings. Hurts my feelings. Am I bullshitting you right now? Uh, nope. You don't need to improve. You just see, didn't need to see the truth. Your heart, your heart might uh, break forever. If you see the truth, uh, you won't mind because you'll know it's the truth. You don't have to leave that heartbreak to find out what it is. Oh, that must be compassion. Maybe I'm compassionate. No, you just you just abandoned the truth when you gave it a name. Does this mean you can't name anything? No, you should name everything. Just don't believe it. Rumi's a good example of that. He's naming how many people here have actually gotten what kind of name is it? Warrior name? No. Huh? Wrestler names. Rumi isn't even five yet, and he's already naming wrestlers. Did you get a wrestler name? What's yours? Star Blaster. Star Blaster. And when you, you got one today, what was it? Storm. Storm. What did I get? No, I didn't get one. Didn't I? No, I did. What was it? Lightning. Lightning. That's me. Lightning. <laughs> Cheers, I'm bowing. I had yes, a question sir. about something you said 
Yes. Um, when you're emphasizing that everything the teacher says has to be received as a teaching. Yes. Is that um, synonymous with just going along with whatever the teacher does and says? No, 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 no. You should, you should challenge the teacher. This is why, and this has been a teaching, when a teacher is doing something that you think is incorrect, I've been accused years ago of having some dementia. And I would say, instead of telling, coming to me with it and presenting that so that I could say, well, maybe I do, what am I, how am I doing? Just like you've pointed some things out to me, you have people that are really close to me are helping me with my memory situation, which is not so great these days. But instead of doing that, this person went and started chattering with other people about it rather than coming to bring it to me. So no, don't, don't, don't uh, say it's a teaching. It doesn't mean the teacher is somehow deliberately doing some kind of weird thing that will, no, this is a misunderstanding. This is not, this is not relative teaching. It isn't someone who knows, doesn't know how to add and subtract needs to be taught that that's a, that's the mundane path. The ultimate, the, the ultimate path is, is without a teacher, without a student, without correct, without incorrect, it transcends this. It's worse than, than you thought and it's better than you thought. If you meet a teacher and you're having emotion, if it's a true teacher, that teacher is not separate from you. That teacher is experiencing the same conflict that you are. You can't escape something that is not a prison. You can only escape a prison. If it's not a prison, Maybe you're free already. Free yourself by looking at the walls of the mind. More. Don't hold back. Jason, go ahead. Jason Bowing. So what is our practice when the fundamental situation is we receive our reactions and our, our preferences and positionality, and yet at the same time, whether it's you or something else engaging us, it, it, that may need to be addressed. Yeah. How can we receive? and produce at the same time in those situations. That's the, the only way you can do it. If there's any kind of thought going in there about make, trying to do it right or do it diplomatically or any of that, you've lost it. You're, then, then you're judging the teacher or else you're holding back because you don't want to do that because what if this is a, what if this really is a teaching and you're somehow wrong? So it's getting caught in the polarity, getting caught in the rightness and the wrongness of it, of the think, thinking that this person up here is just functioning as everyone else. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, if I can say it more clearly, uh, it probably will be because I'm responding to one of your questions about it, not because I can generate some kind of wisdom out of thin air. More about that if you have it. That's a very good area. I'm delighted that you're asking about that. Jeez, I'm bowing. Sometimes it's not clear because it feels like the teacher's unquestionable. So how do we ask questions that challenge something the teacher says or does in a way that's intelligent and considerate of receiving what is being pointed at? Following? I think it's, it's, it's about the sincerity of your connection uh, with the Dharma, with the teachings, especially somebody that's been practicing a long time as you have living in a monastery. Uh, but anybody else, really, just, just about just being sincere. Not so much about kind of trying to correct somebody who's wrong. So I, I'm not, uh, I don't feel like I'm getting close to what you're actually wanting to know. Can you refine it a little bit more? Cheese, uh, I'm wondering about what is the student's intelligence? How, what is our own intelligence in um, the dynamic of being a student bowing? Different with each person. Everybody I meet in here face to face or on Zoom, maybe people I've never met face to face. Uh, I meet you insofar as I can as a teacher where you're at. I don't meet you with a credential of being a teacher. I, I meet you in the crap that you're dealing with. I've been doing this with you since we met. I've been doing it with everybody who will allow me or give me the, the right to do that or give me permission somehow. But some people say they're giving me per permission, but that that's very graduated. They're very slowly letting down their guard, you could say. More about it, please. If you if you have more, let's uh, help me go further into that. Maybe I can say something more uh, helpful around that because it it can be a dilemma. 
Jesus in mind, what is um, choicelessness? You often talk about choicelessness for yourself, but how is that any different from the choicelessness of the causes and conditions that manifest through any one of us? It is the same. It is the same. It's the same. It's the same thing. It just looks different. It's the same. Keep coming. You could say allowing. Then why is our choicelessness presented to us as confusion, as opposed to the choicelessness that you present with confidence, bowing? Maybe this isn't confidence. Maybe it's just bullheadedness. Just I've decided it's too hard to be wrong all the time. I'm just going to be right all the time. Why not? Just if right and wrong, if it's all non-dual. Who cares? I'll just be whatever I want to be. I'll just and I'll just make people believe that my ego is somehow the Buddha. Because after all, nothing is separate. So, but what I'm saying, what happens, what get not not that you're caught in that, but what frequently happens is people are get some kind of security or safety out of being right. And when they see something arise that they can look at and leave what's arising for what they think about it with the feeling that they're actually thinking about what is arising, this is the very nature of confusion. And, and believing in dependent origination that this dream that we're all in is real and it is unreal. If you see it, um, then it's the crazy wisdom form of the Buddhas of the three times, Dorje Trolo, Karmapakshi. Can you finish that line? I can. Why, why am I weeping? Here's a good why question. What is that about? Let's go to the next question. Is there a question? Mozuku. Mozuku bowing, earlier you said that you can't awaken without us. And of course not. Uh, there, nothing sleeps anywhere. But if you're asleep, then I'm asleep. I can't be awakened person. There are people who teach this way. Not not happening over here. I'm the confusion you're trying to awaken from. You're wearing a rock suit and you're sewing a robe. That's the that's what this vow is. Be with all things, no matter how great it feels, no matter how terrible it feels. Be with all things. Save all beings. Put everybody before yourself, especially the the ones that are. Real easy going. They're a lot easier. Did you want something? Go ahead. How how can you point out the truth if you're right in our confusion with us? Because you because you are the truth. You're you're in it. You act, I can't do this without you. If if there's no one here, then there's no one here. But if 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 individual beings start manifesting here as you think you have this thought and this feeling and this, and you think you're this, and you think you're going to do this later, and tomorrow you'll do that, and yesterday you did that. That's an illusion, and it's all right to have those memories, but if you think they're real and they somehow validate or justify that you're some person going through time and space as an individual human being that can have some success or have, have some failure, that's the very nature of confusion. And so if there's a teacher, a true teacher who teaches out of what he or she or they see then they're always here. There is no time and space for them anymore. Never was, but it might have taken them most of their life to see it, to function as a teacher. More? I've already cashed out. You guys are still waiting in the line somewhere. I'm gone. Yes? Was it It's said that when the Buddha awoke, all beings awoke with yes. him. So, but then, the, but then he went back to sleep with each student he had. That's what I'm yeah, a 13-year-old uh, that whose mother and father sent, go study with the Buddha, go study with the Buddha. I don't want to study with the Buddha. No, you're going to stay there, stay there a year, and then if you, yeah, you get, all kinds of stories must have come up like that in ancient times. More? Further questions on Zoom? Chazan, <coughs> did you have any more? 
cheers, Amaya. I'll let someone else have a chance bowing. Okay. Susan. Um, Susan Bowing. So, Sokazan, how can we be more receptive to what you're trying to teach us, Bowing? Face the wall. Just listen to one thing I'm saying. Just the one teaching I have is train your mind. And, and then if you listen to a little bit more, I'll say, how do you do that? You go and see how untrained your mind is. And the way you do that is simplify everything. Hold very still without being rigid. All the senses are open and on receive. And then watch. And the 108 med meditations, the book that I have out there somewhere, uh, it gives you 108 med uh, instructions of how to just do a very simple awareness practice. Just watch what comes and goes and watch what comes and goes until you see what this actually is instead of what it, you think it is. We are all trapped by what we think things are. If there's a person here that sees the truth, probably won't stay here long. Won't keep coming back. I mean, you might go and possibly start having students, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe you'll just work in a creamery and steal a couple of gallons of cream every night. For your dog, of course, you wouldn't, you wouldn't steal for yourself. More? Jishin Bowing. Jishin. You said, come and challenge me. What is the difference between challenging you and asking you a question? Might, well, it might be the same thing. Your questions are extremely challenging. I'm not kidding you. And I'm not, it's not a compliment. It's not a criticism. But your particular form of confusion, which everyone has this, everyone has their own form, is, is, it, it is difficult for me to align myself with your confusion and also your intelligence, because they're not separate. Your intellect, your, your wisdom mind, uh, the, way, the way you have yourself set up due to what? Causes and conditions that go back to make beginningless time, showing up as this particular woman in this particular world at this particular juncture of this illusion we call time and space. Here you are. Here I am. And you ask me that question, and I say, I just do the best I can to, to receive whatever's coming from you in terms of your question or your vibes or your, or your tone of your voice your body language, your, just your presence. If I'm looking at you right now, there isn't, everybody else is gone. There isn't anybody but you. If I have an interview with uh, uh, Jen Wade, or if I had a, 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 an interview with, uh, with Chazon, there isn't anybody but, but that person. I'm not even there. I'm not saying it's like I, I'm not there because I'm so enlightened and I'm so whatever that I'm beyond time and space and I'm just here to help you or helpless wretches. No, same thing, not separate, not separate. If you, if you see confusion, then you are the confusion. Look closely. Don't, don't abandon what you see for something that will prevent you from going any further into that so-called darkness. That, that darkness can be scary and it can be uh, terrifying and it can be uh, you know, very, very interesting. Thank you. Are you saying that our questions are coming both from our confusion and our intelligence? Always. From your wisdom, the wisdom and the delusion, not two separate things, nor are they the same. It's sometimes the classical way of talking about it is co-emergent, that wisdom and confusion arise together. Can't have one without the other. But it's taught, wisdom is taught in such a way that it, it, it very, is very magnetic and seductive to the ego mind of wanting that wisdom. So, but it's a hype. But it's a hype that helps you get on the path. You believe that, you want that wisdom, you want that sanity, you want that clarity, you want that lack of spinning and that comfort or that mindfulness or whatever other advertisements are out there. And, but what you find out is those two are not separate, nor are they the same. It is, it is completely uh, blows, blows the whole trip of the ego. It, it, all of its, uh, all of its uh, uh, what do they call those things that go into your arm that gives you 
transfusion or huh? Yeah, all the IVs that come from relative truth into the ego to keep ego going, they're all they come apart. There is no sustenance for the ego because it can't it needs a it needs a, a plus and a minus to continue. It's like a light bulb and a battery. It needs some kind of polarity to keep going. If it doesn't have if you find that the polarity is they're not separate, everything is is uh, gone. The relative world, even though you're still in it, there's still a body mind complex sitting here on a cushion all over the place or in a chair or on the divan or on the what is that other thing called couch. It's unreal. If you see it, then you can you can actually enjoy that unreality, kind of like watching a movie. Stay in the front row. Don't get on stage. And if you get on stage, then go back to the front row. And if you get on stage again, uh, go back to the front row again. Do it slowly and gently and respectfully. Respect the confusion. If you try to wrestle with your confusion and cover it up, whether with activities or medications or shots or whatever not that they can't help you somewhat maybe maybe help you cover things up so you can live the rest of your life just being drugged up you don't have to look at the confusion but everything is going to need to be faced at some point yes sir how can we see through the self if there's still relative polarity just look at the relative polarity and don't select don't pick and choose Sit down, hold still, you see the negative feelings come up, just observe them, just receive them. Whatever comes up in your mind stream, or Bobby's mind stream, or Sokazan's mind stream, Andy's mind stream, it's just stuff. It's just things, objects arising in the continuity we call awareness, or we call consciousness. Right and wrong is we add all that on because we get polarized, we want this, I want that. We have nerve endings that respond to pain and pleasure. We want this, we don't want that. But if you can train your mind to see clearly, you'll see that the very desire that you of something that you want, that that thing that you want is unreal. And the actual desire is unreal. And so there doesn't need to go away. You don't, you don't really have to get anything or get rid of anything. <clears throat> Everything is appropriate. Anything that arises, that doesn't mean you, everything is appropriate, doesn't mean you're a, approving of someone abusing someone else, you might step right into that and try to stop that abuse if you felt that that was happening. But you wouldn't see it as somebody who's wrong or somebody who's, uh, you wouldn't go too much further with it than that. It would just be very simple and direct. More? Junchu. Junchu Bowing, when you say respect your confusion or respect others' confusion, what do you mean by respect? Simply put, mind your own business, unless you're invited. If someone is confused, mind your own business. Even if it's a really someone who's really close, respect the, whatever someone is going through. Hard to do, especially if if you're dis, if you if there's aspects of your own consciousness where you have don't have enough mind training yourself to actually begin to respect your own confusion. If you if you haven't made friends with yourself on some fundamental level then it's going to be very difficult to to be uh, genuine and and supportive of other people for the crap that they're going through in their lives. That's pretty basic. More? How do we mind our own business when it looks like it's our own confusion that we're trying to escape? Yeah, this is why you need to train the mind. This is why we, why I teach Shikantaza. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind. Watch it come, watch it go. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't look away. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Do nothing with it. The ego will not like that and will come up with all kinds of propaganda about this isn't working for me. Uh, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm just tired of shikantaza. I need, I think I need to do more of a, of a breath counting practice. No, you don't. If I'm your teacher and I think I still am. So I would say, just do that. Just spend spend a lot of time on the cushion, so that you can, when you get off the cushion, or even when you're on the cushion, you can see more clearly that that there's really nothing you can really take personally, because there is no person. It's something we invent and we fuel it by 
passion, aggression, and ignorance, anger, fear, grasping, rejecting, wanting to control things, not being able to do what? Receive. This is what you're doing when you are facing a wall. You're training your mind to just receive your, your life. Just receive it because anything that shows up for anybody, no matter what it is, is dependently risen. We add on the condiments uh, to make it instead of just uh, straight whatever it is we're eating or receiving, we add on all kinds of peculiarities that personalize it. Should we do that? Not necessarily, but should we not do that? Not necessarily. Keep it very simple, very direct. And every time you sit down, uh, your experience of shikantaza will probably be quite a bit different more. Is there another, is there another question online? Chisho. How can we add on condiments? They are also dependently arisen, aren't they? Yes. You, and you, and you, if you see that you're doing that, uh, you may not stop right away. You may continue. If you're, if you're relating to this with awareness, in other words, you're not trying to stop anything. You're just watching what happens there. And those, they will run out because they, we do that in order to manipulate, control something or get a result and have some kind of, it's called spiritual materialism, scientific materialism, psychological materialism, wanting results. It's the mundane path, regardless of whatever way it shows up. And is that, as you've heard me say, it's not incorrect. It's just, it's just plus and minus, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth. It's relative truth. Relative truth is relatively true. But if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to me, you're already sensing or know that you are a spiritual being, you're, you're, who you are actually goes beyond this physical form. You already know that. On some level. More, Chisho? So anything we add on is blocking us from seeing the fundamental area. But even if we stop adding on, over time we begin to see there's less and less pushing and pulling. More and more of the sitting meditation is, is, uh, is filled with just an open spaciousness. Uh, more and more, we're not even sure if we're even there. We tend to forget that we're even meditating. We don't care if we're sitting there. We don't care if we get up. Maybe our leg hurts, we adjust our leg. Maybe our back hurts, we stretch. Maybe, we're, maybe we fall asleep. Maybe we get up and go take a nap. Right and wrong are gone. We just function. It's time to eat. It's time to meditate. So we, we train ourselves in that way. It's time for me to come in and give a talk. Uh, it's just time to do that. I don't think, should I give a talk today or not? I just do it. And uh, and so the adding on, if I could say a little bit more about that, the adding on the condiments are more of a protection and trying to manipulate it and have our own way with what's coming and going. And when that starts to fall apart, there's just less and less of a me feeling happening. And it seems to be very gradual, although, although in, the, uh, the, in the Zen Chan, uh, Chan, Chinese Chan tradition, there was a uh, gradual school and an and a immediate or, uh, school where you were supposed to have this sudden awakening. Uh, that is not, not my experience uh, fundamentally, although relatively, I've had some experiences. I'm sure we all have had something like that happen. Suddenly you have a some kind of insight into what is just what is going on or deeper understanding. But that doesn't last. That's a relative experience. Awakening is not an experience. It, it is experiential in the, in the sense that there are experiences that, um, but they're more like post-it notes. The actual situation is nothing happens. And again, I'm saying, don't believe me. You don't have to look for nothing's happening. Uh, no, watch what moves. Watch the happening. Watch the happening until you eventually see, just as a way of talking about it, that what is actually there that has any meaning to it at all, that is not coming and going, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, is the space in which that occurs, which is consciousness only. Is there a final question? Milka Bowing, when we look at the war that's happening, in the Middle East, and we don't have a leg or anything directly connected to it, 
and we seem to be in a neutral position, how are we covering up the truth? What is it you want to know? I'm following that a little bit, but I, I really don't, I'm not in a position to have conversations here. So it, it needs to be a question. It's, it's a question, but it's like, I'd have to, I'd have to ask you a lot of questions about your question. So can't you just give me directly what you want to know? And I, then I can be respond very directly to you. What's the difference between oh. taking neutral, neutral and when you're mentioning something, seeing something is not polarizing? Any position, even the position of not polarizing is polarizing. It has nothing to do with poles. It's all, anything that arises, anything that goes down, changes it, is, is a confusion. If we're not seeing the polarity, is that different than taking a neutral position? Don't take any position. And that may have to start out as seeing how you spontaneously take a position. I believe this. I, this, this is true. I, she said this, or they did this, or if it weren't for what they said or they did, I wouldn't feel this way. Blaming. So the idea is just don't take any position, but don't get rid of your emotions, your feelings, but be responsible for how you feel. Whatever shows up in your mind stream is yours. It's this body-mind complex, not an ego, but this particular situation that is arising in the illusion of three-dimensional space with nerve endings, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind. Be genuine. Very simple. Senshi Bowing, I have a question about Dharma gates. Is the vow to enter a Dharma gate more important than the actual experience of entering a yes. Dharma gate? Most important thing is to, the vow to enter it, the vow to, to intend, because it, how that Dharma gate shows up, if you, if you think you're entering it, then you might be just fiddling with the hinges. And that might be some kind of credential for you. You can, you can paint the Dharma gate. You change the way it's shaped. You can remove that Dharma gate and put it in another shape. Now just intend to see it. If you do that, then you will not get a credential out of it. Because then, then the Dharma, Dharma gate begins, becomes or shows up as what it is, not what you think it is. Not your analysis, your, what your therapist told you. Do you have a therapist? No, wait, you are a therapist. Do therapists have therapists? How many therapists have therapists? Just take a rough guess. Million? Many. Many. That starts with an M. Is there many millions? How many therapists do you know personally? Oh, I don't know. A handful. A handful of therapists. Can you imagine that? <laughs> what have you got in your hand there, Sokata? I have a handful of therapists. <laughs> Running around in circles. So I'm not mocking what you do. I think therapy is very, very helpful. For, there are people that are not ready to do this kind of a radical awareness practice, let alone join some kind of ancient religion, which is not what you're doing if you're here. Uh, it's, this is an awareness practice. It's not really an, uh, a belief system. So... I would say that can change lots of different directions. It seems to be that the intention about the intention to see what this is, is the one that's really powerful. And that way, if that Dharma gate, depending on your causes and conditions, your karma, however you want to say it, starts to fluctuate or be changing by something around you, uh, then you're still looking at the, you're still looking into that area because the intention is to see the truth. And what's in, what's in the way of that? Your beliefs, your ideas, your hopes, your fears, passion, aggression, ignorance, right and wrong, up and down, all of your conditioning that you've been giving since the some, since the time your your dad passed away. All of that. Just look at it. Don't agree, don't disagree, don't ignore it. That that's that's the intention uh, with the idea of it being a gate. It may show up as a gate, it may not, it may just be darkness. Do it anyway. More? Okay, I think we should close. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. 
Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.